What does it take to become an elite 40k player? How do the top competitors overcome bad dice? The Competitive 40k Network presents Art of War Unbroken. Insight into the game plans of the top players on the planet with your hosts, Blake Law and the Art of War Coaches. Hello and welcome to Art of War Unbroken. Champions may lose, but their spirits remain unbroken. I'm your host, Blake Law. This is episode 10 of the podcast. We're super glad you're able to join us today. They say we learn the most from our losses. That's exactly what this podcast is aimed to do. We are interviewing elite players who have taken one to two losses at major events. We're talking about the mistakes they made. We're talking about how they learn from them, how their expert level brains process the loss and how they plan to move forward. How often have you blamed the loss on bad dice? I mean, we've all done it. I've done it. Everyone in this chat has done it. And that's what we aim to move forward from. Show me what you got at the Show Me Showdown in Kansas City. And that's where we're headed for today's episode. We're talking about Imperial Knights doing work at majors. We're talking about their success. We're talking about the two games he lost. And we're really going to dive into them. Drop a coin in the dive me in jar. This is part one of the podcast. In this episode, we're going to analyze the game. We're going to discuss common mistakes. We're going to talk about the secondaries. We're going to talk about target priority. And we're going to talk about all the good stuff. Join us for part two after this, where we dive into strategies, adjustments he plans to make, list adjustments, strategies, and just that elite player mindset. My co-host today, we're going to have to journey back to 1997 to really talk about. He was part of the team that invented the slogan for Chef Boyardee. A little bit of sauce, a lot of bit of cheese, because that's what all of his lists bring. He's a nine-time member of Team USA. He won Adepticon in 2012. He may have won some others. It's a mystery. He has three top finishes at LVO. He won the Armed Forces GT this year. He's the 2021 ACO champion, Mr. Bradchester. Hooray! I like that we always change exactly whatever things I've won. I, because there's been such a long time, I'm going to start going into like... 2000 and 2002 uh, GT wins and stuff like that for next one. Yeah, we're going to have to put photos to go alongside them. You know, the progression to Brad. Brad, how many cans of Chef Boyardee have you eaten in your lifetime? Too many to count, my friend. Too Beferoni, many. you know, or, I'll, you know, that's just a, it's a thought I had there. But our guest today is also known as Sensei Swag. He has a Twitch stream. Go check it out. He's the current champion of Imperial Knights. He's number two in the ITC rankings. He has multiple top finishes this season in GTs. He's won multiple best paint awards throughout his 40K career. Mr. Viet Win. Viet, tell us what you're currently painting. I'm painting uh, 25 uh, Malkador battle tanks and a bunch of Titans. That sounds like a grind. I-, I need to know why you're painting 25 battle tanks. Uh, because Dr. Jack Daniels bought them for me one day and they showed up. So now I have to paint them. Well, well, that's that's good. I guess. And when you say Dr. Jack Daniels, do you mean like you drank a bunch of Jack Daniels and you ordered a bunch of tanks? Quite possibly. (laughs) Well, I'm painting a bunch of brimstone whores, and I have a new theory, actually. I think that brimstone whores are actually the good guys of the 40K universe, because those models are freaking adorable. I don't know if you've put any together lately, but they're just like little cute guys, like jumping around, being all excited. Definitely not cute when you're playing knights and you have to kill several hundred of them a game. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. We'll, uh, imagine we'll discuss that a little bit. So let's jump right into the discussion. Tell us a little bit about the Show Me Showdown. Uh, so my teammates wanted to go to Show Me Showdown, so I went with them. Uh, I lost the first game, and then I decided I was just going to go drink the rest of the tournament. And 
somehow I was like table three at the end of day two or day three. Yeah, that's nice. uh, pretty much what happened. So it looks like there were about 110 players there, two-day event over in Kansas City. Um, what was the terrain layout like at the event? So uh, looking at the preview that they posted, I thought it looked really dense and knights would not be able to maneuver. So I was already planning to just come and have a fun time with everyone and lose all my games. But the terrain was adjusted a little bit, and uh, it turns out that uh, I had a little bit of play. Nice. Tell us a little bit about the list first so we know what we're talking about when we talk about the terrain and how it affects you. So um, all of the other, or the past couple of GTs, I've ran three Megaras and four Warglaves. And seven models is quite a bit of models to bring. Uh, bringing the seventh knight, you have to sacrifice uh, a bottle of JD. So I dropped uh, a Warglaive and swapped out one of the Megaras with a Castellan. Uh, I'll run as Raven for all of their new uh warzone uh warzone act stratagems and it turned out to do uh pretty good what uh what are all the relics and stuff you took on your knights so i think i took the two up armor save and the four up save one on each megara i didn't want to double up because uh all the raven strats are three cp and then i took cold eradication for the uh catechin thing for the uh Kisellen, and then i took the uh, Calls Wrath on its plasma gun. What is the what is the uh, Castellans one do the cold eradication? So if you shoot like the Volcano Lancet D6, you roll two dice and pick the highest. Oh, nice. So it, so it makes it a little bit more consistent, I guess. Perfect. That's awesome. And one, one, one Warglaive is a free blade, so it gets offset. And that actually turned out to help quite a bit. So that's the thing where you do you pick a benefit, right? So you have like a uh, so he's offset, but he has to take a negative also, kind of the trade off for it. Yeah, so he fails his leadership test. He can't be affected by stratagems, which I would never waste CP on him anyways. But then my opponent also can't spend stuff on him, so it actually is a benefit. And the other one has to shoot the closest unit, which it's going to do anyways if it's going to shoot because it sits in the back and holds an objective for me. So usually it'll help me get like five points a turn. Wow. That's pretty good. More importantly, tell me about Sensei Swag. Uh, I just wanted to come up with the dumbest name for my uh, painting thing because everyone else is like ABC123 Studios. So I just chose a dumb name that people will remember. Uh, I'm a full-time painter, not really a gamer. Seems like you guys have run out of good players to interview, so you're bringing on a trash player like me. But yeah, that's a... That's we I hit do. episode 10 and we're like, oh man, there's... Uh, what are we going <laughs> to do? You know... Uh, let's be honest he's been talking about getting a night player on since episode Day one. zero yeah exactly he's just he's, and as soon as he had the op, the option of going we're gonna talk about nights brad's definitely talking about nights I've been, I've been following your games like for like at least two events. I watched you play the Branson Brawl then this one. I was like, man, this guy, if he if he has one more tournament where he, he does well, I'm freaking bringing him on. And I was like, Brad, this is it. This is it. We're bringing on a night player. I'm excited. I think, I think Branson Brawl, I did better. Uh, if I lost my semifinal game, my teammate made, to, made it to the finals. And uh, on the car ride up, we talked about how I would auto win against this list already. So that, that one would have been cool to win. But I lost when the game no, going into it. When no one heard from episode one to nine, is every time we go off off mic, I'm just like not. I'm like Brad, check out this night these night list I'm coming up with. You got to hear about it. You gotta you gotta embrace it. 
Well, tell us a little bit about the the list you played against. So you did well. I mean, you went four and two, which is pretty freaking good at a major event. And um, tell us about the games you won. What who what what list did you win against? So in the GT, uh, I played against uh, three Dark Eldar, a Colt Mechanicus. Uh, I think the best Imperium player. You'll have to check with me on that. And then a Nidzilla list. And I beat the the Nidzilla was an uh, uh, like an easy matchup. I went first and I killed like half of the more than half of the big dudes. Um, the Dark Elder list that I won against, I played him at the Branson Brawl, and I beat him. But I knew exactly what his list did. So uh, coming in from deployment, I was pretty confident. And then uh, the Colt Mechanicus player, I just shot him off the board. Uh, that table wasn't that good for him. He didn't have a lot of space to hide stuff. And then you, uh, your two losses were the two different Dark Eldar lists. One of them was um, uh, Keeling. So that, that that was your first round loss, I believe, right? Yeah, Keeling, Keeling has beat me uh, before, I think, at once or twice, probably twice. And I, going in, I knew he was a great player. And I just... I uh, came in expecting to uh, just wanting to to score as much as I could. Uh, I knew I knew I was probably gonna take the loss. Uh, it's actually my first dark out our loss at a tournament I think since the new book came out. But since uh, liquefiers aren't broken, he had dark lances and I think he had some blasters too. So that that worked a lot uh, better against my knights. So what was the uh, difference in the the wins and losses in those dark Eldar games? Uh, secondary choices. Uh, just general play, uh, the 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 terrain layout. So I guess uh, it's easiest for me to talk about the win first. I played against uh, Mark Simmer Simmeran Cinnamon, whatever Mark. I'll never be able to pronounce your name. Uh, I did play him at Branson Brawl, and I beat him there. And he got a lot of points by getting off that first turn charge at me at, at Branson because I just didn't. I never played against Hellions before, so I didn't know how fast they move. So playing against him, I deployed everything at the back of the board, uh, forced him to move all the Hellings in the open if he wanted to get on any objectives, and then I, I shot them all off the board uh, turn two. Uh, my knights were able to be able to see uh, every part of the board after he got out his deployment zone. And then uh, the first game, I don't remember so much because uh, I was just drinking and hanging out with people after that one, but... Uh, the last game, I think I lost it because I was a little too aggressive. Uh, I was up pretty far ahead uh, by turn three. I had killed uh, all the Dark Lances, most of the Blasters, and I I think I wanted to come in for the the like nine, 90, 95 point win by moving my Knights forward, and then uh, he got charges off with all the Incubi, and I think the Dark Elder character with the bunch of swords, I think it's like Juzar, right? Yeah, yeah. Juzar. Yeah, and he he's, Juzar single-handedly killed the Castellan uh, in one turn of combat by himself. I think, uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about that game then. That's, you're talking about the game you had versus Stuart Reed there in round six? Yeah, the last one, yeah. So I'll go ahead and just read off Stuart Reed's list here. So it looks like he had a um he was playing dark elder obviously his first attachment was the uh cabal the black heart thirst for power and he had a core of the archon with the looks like four slips and two uh urgles and then he had the archon with a, a hatred eternal uh he had uh the gin blade uh splinter genius for black heart and then for troops it looks like he had a unit of 
Trueborn with two blasters and a Dark Lance mixed in there. A unit of Cabal of uh, Catalyte Warriors, uh, five man there. Another five man with a blaster in it. And then he had two units of five Incubi there. Two Raiders in that detachment. Sorry, five Raiders in that detachment. So he, all of them were just uh, boated up. And then the second one was a uh, uh, patrol with Prophets of Flesh, Connoisseurs of Pain. It had Yeah, he had Drazar in there, so the, the old Blade Boy. Uh, two units of 10 racks for troops. Uh, and then the last one, he had, uh, looks like a, another detachment, Cult of Strife. Uh, he had the the succubus, the old Killy succubus with the Dark Lotus Toxin, Precision Blows, and Razor Flails. And then he had a succubus with Competitive Edge, uh, Tolerated Ambition, and the, the Whip. A uh, unit of, looks like 10 witches with the Chardonnay and Impaler. And then a unit of witches with that were the uh, Hecatrex, or however you say that. A uh, unit of Incubi in there, and then he had the big unit of uh, 15 Hellions in it. Yeah, so playing against him, the, I think I, I killed the Hellions really fast. I killed all of the, the tanks of Dark Lances. And I, I would have preferred to play him on any other mission but this one. This was the uh, six objectives, hold two. And coming into when I was starting to win, uh, well, I felt like I was winning. He thought I was winning. But uh, so all the all the tanks were dead and all the guys are out. So I was afraid that he would start picking up uh, a bunch of primary points, which I kind of just should should have ignored because I think I was I got fifteen uh, the first two turns on primary, and I moved the knights up to try to make him fight for the uh, the primary points. And I, I mean I just didn't realize how good some of those dark eldar are in close combat. Before we go any further, what tell us a little bit about what secondaries you chose going into the matchup and why. So I uh, let me try to think. I, I should have wrote down what I mean. If I knew you guys were going to talk about, I would have wrote it down. I took grind definitely, and uh, and after that, uh, let me pull up the list of secondaries and I yeah, probably yeah. remember which one I I picked. Yeah, grind was a uh, definitely a. Easy choice. Oh, I took uh, Assassinate because I knew he was going to put up his characters, and I scored, uh, I think, uh, scored a lot of points on Assassinate. And then I think maybe the last one was, like, uh, in their ranks, maybe? Okay. Yeah, it makes sense with the number of models he had in there. Yeah. And so uh, do you remember what secondaries he took during the matchup? Uh. So we talked about the beginning of the game, and with the change on Titan Slayer, uh, he has to kill all three of the big models to get it, and he wasn't quite sure if he was do that, going to be able to do that. So I told him, uh, well, we figured out that uh, uh, Big Game Hunter or Bring It Down would probably be a better choice because he can get the points off of the Warglaze too. Right. And then he took uh, the other two were uh, ones that don't involve killing me about moving like, on the board. So like a uh, probably like the um, quarters. What's the new quarters one called? Yeah, the new quarters one. He took that. I think he took that one. Right. And then retrieve Octavius data. Or, yeah. No, retrieve Octavius data is the new scramblers. So scramblers. I mean, gauge is still engage. But. Oh, engage is still engage. <clears throat> oh yeah. So he. he de- I think he definitely took engage. Okay. Yeah. So he took engage and he took. Okay. Cool. Um, when you look at across the board, I mean, you lost the two Dark Eldar players. Do you consider this a bad matchup for you, or do you consider this like kind of a neutral one for you? So, I mean, on the uh, first the first game, uh, the only thing I could see, I went first. The only thing I could maneuver and see was two of the the vehicles. 
And the Castellan, I think, killed both of them by itself. That's all the shooting that I got. Uh, first thing he deployed really, really well. And then on the uh, last game, the uh, train was absolute garbage for my opponent. I could see pretty much everything. So I just nuked all the vehicles the first couple turns. So that's the kind of your pro- your target priority when you're going in is you're you're kind of looking to see what they give you and kind of just nuking what what they what options you got I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, playing against Dark Elder, I usually try to kill the transport so that the uh, the guys inside are far away, so they can't like charge me and stuff. But on that last game with the uh, six objectives, I I just felt like I had to try try to take play aggressive and take more of the ones in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. If the um, score is what it was in the first couple of turns, do you think that you could have turned that game around or just kept that lead since you had that bigger lead? Um, if you wouldn't have engaged and just kind of let him make him, yeah, make him walk across the board. Across I definitely board. think that I could have. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think I could have because I was I was up so far, and he he said that he was uh, he didn't have a good feeling about the game until I moved up. I mean, he, he was a great player. I mean, going into playing table three in the last last round, like you expect some good players. Yeah, I was just thinking about that for my, you know, myself, like just thinking about the game itself, the way you're talking about. I'm like, if you took two 15s and with the secondaries you chose, I would, you know, you, there's a possibility you could just basically sit and just go, well, I'm just going to win this game no matter what you do as long as you stay over there. And if you walk into the middle, well, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, because, I mean, we were pretty, uh, primary-wise, I was scoring pretty high, but so was he, so I, I wanted to deny him on it. And the mission was great for him, but the train was bad for bad for him, so... Yeah, it came down came down to dice rolls. If you um if you were if you look across the table and you see Dark Eldar, do you consider that a bad matchup for you? Or do you consider it kind of a neutral matchup? I mean, depending on the player, I consider it a good matchup. Because I think knights have a pretty high win rate against Dark Eldar. They have a tough time taking you out because they don't bring a lot of those big killing things, but also depending yeah. on that terrain, to tell you the truth, uh, yeah. is a huge deal. Because if you can just see the raiders, and with knights, you actually have that super high vantage point you know obviously except for obscuring and you can a lot of times just take a look because raiders are very long yeah yeah it makes sense you can you can almost de- like de-mech an entire army like turn one and two and then you just make them foot slog across the board all that mass shooting yeah my second game against the dark although the train was really really bad for him uh even in his deployment he couldn't hide all three squads of helions and definitely when he moved i could see everything when you when you deployed on on that that round six game, what were you, what were your thoughts? So you you said the terrain was pretty bad. You said you went backboard on this one, or did you kind of go a little more aggressive on your deployment? Uh, I went a pretty a little bit more aggressive on the last game because the terrain was pretty bad for him. So I knew that if I put my knight in certain locations, no matter where they moved in their movement phase, especially with the raven being able to advance and shoot, I would be able to see no matter where he deployed his raiders. So if you were going to say you had like a basic plan of attack after you did that, like um, your was your plan all along going to be to try to kind of go at him or was you, were you ever thinking I'm going to go defensive on this game? I mean, the, the plan was to just kill all the Raiders and I didn't really think about it after that, which is why uh, I, I made some mistakes with my play. Where, where do you think kind of the, the biggest mistake came along? Just, just moving the Knights too far forward. Okay. Maybe I should have just held them back and for another turn and then shot the guys that move on the objective instead of trying to play aggressively. And uh, I put the Megaras right on the center of the objective so that if he touched it, I would be able to heroically intervene. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the thinking, but 
I'm most, most, uh, every other time I've played Dark Elder this, this edition, they haven't really gotten to close combat with me, so I, I completely underestimated how strong they would be in close combat. I just saw all the Dark Lances, and I thought it was, it was a shooting army. So, uh, complete inexperience for me uh, in regards to a lot of the units that he took, especially Drizar. So, when you're looking at it from playing that match again, <clears throat> besides the Knights standing back, what, other, what are your other like takeaways from that game if you were just going to reset that right now? Uh, I mean, probably just just hold the Knights more. Uh, maybe drink some more because it helped me all the other games. I didn't drink <laughs> on that last game until uh, the Castellan died. That's just that, that's foolishness right there. Have you ever watched any of my games? Come on now. Get that glass of wine right now. It's the only way I, 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 I saw I saw Nanavati play at uh, Dallas Open. I had several shots of him, and he seems to do very good when 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 he's drinking. So exactly, drinking savants the only way to play. Yeah, you gotta look up to the top players, right? And if the top player start drinking, then that, that's the way to win. Apparently, hey, that's what we call Brad. A little bit of sauce, a lot of bit of cheese. That's his new nickname. I'm yeah. pointing it right now. <laughs> um, so, were there any moments in that game where you felt like I'll, I'll give you this? Were there any moments where there was a pivotal time when dice has failed you? Because I mean, it always happens. It's a game of chance. So there are moments where you know the odds are stacked for you and they fail. Uh, no, definitely. I think my dice rolled average. I think the worst roll I had was he had a unit of five witches, and I did the the three damage Magara flamer on it, and I rolled double once. But that wasn't pivotal in a game because I just I think I just charged them afterwards. Right. Uh, yeah, it, w- it wasn't my dice's fault this time. So give me a MVP and the guy that's on the cutting block now after the tournament. Like, experience? Nope. Like, like player-wise, like not in the game, like personality-wise? or No, 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 no. Like actually your army. Not that, <laughs> now you're not going to put a hit on anybody. Like, uh, what, what models in your army performed very well at, oh, throughout the tournament? Oh, I thought you were asking me, like, who was my favorite opponent? Yeah, so... No, uh, I'm, not, I'm not like, uh, yeah, who would you like to a, murder after this, it's, opponent, it's, after this game? It's a kill one? It's a kill one, marry one, and... Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, no, but what, 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 basically, what models performed uh, above average, and what, basically, now, after you played the tournament, you're thinking that I might have to scrap this guy? Well, so, so first, uh, briefly, you talked about Achilles. I, I, I loved all my opponents. They were all great games. I would give them all best sportsmen. Uh, I think uh, my last opponent against Reed, he's the only one that didn't drink, but he was pretty cool for a non-drinker. But uh, going back to the army, um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the list. Um, the only way it could be better is just dropping everything besides the Castellan and adding two more Castellans. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think the the list is is good how it is. Uh, I just need to get uh, some more experience. Like, uh, I only play at the tournaments. I don't like do skirmish games and practice with my teammates or anything. And I definitely need to learn how other armies play. If you, yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest part of getting better at 40k. That's what Nick always preaches to me. You got to learn all the new codexes. And no, you know, your you know, is so huge on that. That's I do a terrible job at that. If you, if you're, if someone was going to approach you and I'm sure people do all the time, cause this is such a, like a cool list. If someone's approached you with this, uh, with the idea of, hey, I'm a new player, I want to play your list, what are a couple of things you like experiences wise you would give them insight on? Uh, talk to any other player besides me. Dude, you are killing it with Knights right now. Don't even undersell yourself, man. You've you have had like some pretty stellar performances. I, I'm, I'm very uh, inconsistent with Knights. I've played them since, like, I played them almost through all of eight. And uh, all the time I would go like best overall to GT and then go two and four the next gt like the week after so i mean i think 
learn your army, learn the little tricks. Like I didn't even know until the last GT after playing Knights for two two editions that, oh, if you stay in the middle of the objective, any opponent that touches it, you can heroically intervene into them. Uh, that and you have to know when to play aggressive and when to play defensively because some armies you will lose if you hold back, but some armies like Death Guard and certain Dark Elder lists, if you go too aggressive, then you'll lose the game. Let's right. go into more important questions. What is your best painted knight, and how many hours did you put into it? Uh, the list that I brought to show me, I painted like the whole thing in a day. Power painting. Did you stream it, or is that available on Sensei Swag? Uh, so uh, the problem with Twitch is that they don't keep the streams up for more than a week. So I'm waiting for my editor to put them on YouTube. But the color scheme that I did the nights, I did stream the that big knight that's a, the size of a warhound. The the no the the castus uh whatever I just streamed that one it took me three hours to paint that thing nice jeez man that, I, I'm I've looked at it before we streamed I'll tell you this thing's gorgeous so three hours on that is mind blowing I'm gonna go watch your freaking stream man I need some tips yeah I mean I, I can I can paint okay definitely gaming is uh I need to work on that when you when you sit down and you think about like a game and like what went wrong in a game. What what do you think about when you're like processing the game and how you would improve from it? I mean, I kind of just look at uh, think about the end, and there's usually like one critical mistake that I make, and I, I try to think like what I would do after that. But I don't, I don't I don't think too I don't feel like I do as much analysis as a lot of the better players that you two do. So you kind of think about like. Um... You think that that's that's a, maybe some area in your game that you could grow, and maybe next time you go six and zero at a GT and you win with some knights, win the whole thing, bring it home. No, I'm not. I'm never gonna go, go undefeated at a GT. It's not gonna happen. Well, I believe in you, man. I believe in you. I think that I think that the wins you have at this event are pretty freaking impressive. I was I was rooting for you to win it all. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think I definitely got a lot of hard matchups. Three Dark Eldar, Mechanicus, and the best Imperium player. Yeah. And you, I mean, you and you beat a lot of them. That, that's pretty freaking good, man. And I, I feel like Ad makes a tough matchup for you. Do you do you do you agree with that or disagree? Um, I don't really know because the train was bad. I went first and I just killed everything. But I mean, you look at I, like, um, but like looking at like uh, what my teammates run for Admech, it definitely looks pretty scary. Like the big block, I feel like the big block of twenty dudes dropping in on you and just spraying is is not a not a great thing because it's just so many such a high volume. I think that uh, the big blob doesn't get the auto four wound on the knights. So uh, when I played the guitar list, I left that blob until the end of the game when all the knights were within flamer and charge range. Oh, they ended up not doing as much damage. I thought after they shot the first time, uh, I thought that it was a four. I I thought I was going to definitely lose a knight, but they get a lot of shots, but it's not too bad against night. They'll definitely take down a war glaive, I think. Yeah, makes sense. Um, well, awesome, man. Thanks for talking about your games here. We actually have um, a couple of questions here. So every week we do a Q&A over in the War Room, which is a Facebook group specific to the members of the Art of War community. Um, you can check out the theartofwar40k.com and sign up for the War Room on there. And um, we pull questions every week from the War Room for our guests. So we actually have two questions for you this week coming from members. The first one comes from ID Dodds. He says, how do you deal with Majeras? I am struggling to take them on in combat when they rotate ion shields. So I think um, when I lose Majeras, it's usually to volume of attacks. So if you're just shooting like Dark Lances 
in the shooting phase, I can save it. If you have a couple strong attacks in close combat, it might be fine, but I, I feel like I lose a lot of them through um, volume of attacks, definitely. If you force me to roll a lot of saves, and also, um, I don't know against all the other lists, but definitely against my list, don't do the charge until like turn three, because I use all 10 of my C CP turn one, I guess like 12 CP, because all of the Raven strats are three CP, and uh, a lot of the mistakes I made in the tournament that I, I probably should have said earlier was, I didn't save a CP for the Overwatch with the Flamer, or I didn't save a CP to rotate in close combat. Let's, I want to talk about that in part two, actually. I really want to talk about your different, uh, like the strats and how you utilize them. I think that's a big part of what I want to, what I want to go into, not dive. What I yeah. want to go into in part two is the, um, is the, the strats. I think that'd Just be really cool. Just accept the deep dive, take the deep money. Dive. Deep dive. I mean, Steve Joel's got to get all his money. He's going to have the whole jar of coins. Um, <laughs> Our, uh, our second question comes from Hunter Nichols. He says, how many shots did you have at this event, and is there a direct correlation with alcohol intake and wins? Uh, I definitely don't know how many shots I had, but uh, each of the first rounds, I finished a bottle with my opponent and the people around me. I probably had, like, three shots from the bottle. So probably, like, three shots and, like, a beer or two a game. Uh, and, yes, the more I drank, the better I did. We're going to do a the first on game, this, man. Yeah, the first game, I mean, uh, you, I, I talked to Nick about it at, LV, uh, sorry, at Dallas Open, and he seems to be in, a, in agreement with me. Like, the first game, uh, I came in and didn't have very many drinks, and then the last game, I was going to not drink because it was the last game, but that was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, you always, I, th I think we need to do sit down and do an analytical study on this, and really just break it down from start to finish, man. How much does it take to, to go 6-0 at nights for Viet? I think that's, that's the answer. He's a rookie. Right, well, I mean, we'll try it. Uh, uh, Colin McDade, uh, the the best team tested guy, one of the guys on our team who actually knows how to play the game, uh, told me to go play a sober GT once, and I played sober for the first two rounds and lost both of them. So he's definitely wrong. I will say this: that uh, last time me and Nick were at an event, he said, "Man, you're too uptight. You got to take a shot round one." And I did, and I won. So I, I agree. Yeah, I think exactly. it was my best, better yeah. day. So yeah. And if you lose, you, you have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. You you have a good time regardless. I yeah. I agree. That's uh, the the pro tips. That's the take home from Unbroken this week. If you uh, if you if you don't take home anything else, that's the unless you're under twenty one, you're listening, and uh, alcohol's bad. Don't do it. You know that's the yeah, definitely not. I mean, if you <laughs> just come out and I mean, I, I really come out and have fun at the the GTS, and uh, part of that involves drinking. And I, I don't ever expect to win anything. If I win something, is great. I just want to go in and have five or six great games with five or six great opponents. Yeah, you gotta have fun with it, man. You, if if nothing else, if you if you go away having a good time, I think that's always a win. And maybe maybe you learn a thing or two, and it helps you with the next tournament. I think that's a good good way to approach the game. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we kind of touched on your stream all throughout here, but you wanted to sit down and tell us about your stream. Any new cool stuff you have coming up, or anything else going on with it? Uh, so uh, I just started streaming a couple weeks ago. twitchtv art. I figured that. Uh, after since I paint full time and a lot of people ask me how to do stuff I I try to show it on stream uh, I paint a lot of the bigger models that people don't see like I did a storm hammer yesterday which is like the bigger solar cilia bane blade uh, I do a lot of titans I do a titan every single month I think next month is gonna be like three titans on stream uh, one of them will actually, actually be given away for charity so uh, I'm painting a warbringer titan that will be raffled for charity at iron halo that's a big one that is almost as big as a Warlord Titan, a little bit bigger than the Reaver. And you can win it 
you can if you donate to the charity, you can win it from anywhere in the world. We'll ship it out to you. Nice. Awesome. Are you going to Iron Halo then? Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I have to now. Well, I'm going to be at Iron Halo, and I'm telling you, me and you, are, we're doing a shot round one. We're, I'm we're doing pre, you, no, we're doing pre-game shots, and then a shot okay. before round one starts. So at All least right, two shots you, before the first round, man. You guys got to start up in your game, kill point shots. <laughs> I played uh, Dallas Open. I played uh, Shot Hammer when I got a Nightmare match list. That was fun. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We'll, we're definitely looking forward to part two, which is coming up shortly right after this one. And we're going to talk about the strategies. We're going to talk about the strategems. We're going to talk about list adjustments. And we're going to talk about everything and all the above. So make sure to join us for part two where we talk about the Imperial Knights. Also, check out the Art of War's other website, uh, theartofwar40k.com. You can check out the different streams we have on there, the coaching services, the Merc we have on there. You can subscribe to the War Room. You can check out the YouTube channel on there. Um, just go and check it out. You can check out our, our podcast on there, which includes the Art of War Down Under with Adam Camilleri and the Standard Art of War, which in, is with Tim Penny and John Lennon. Uh, thank you for listening, and make sure to join us next week. Thank you. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com.